Hey, podcast world. So today, I owe you guys an apology. Yeah, I've uh, been absent for a couple weeks. Um, you know, I went on vacation, and then I got back, and I wasn't really, like, in the swing of things. Uh, I've been posting a lot on TikTok and a little bit on LinkedIn, but mostly Instagram and Facebook. And I did work up a YouTube video, but I haven't been able to pump out a podcast. And I actually have two or three good ideas for a good podcast. And one of them is kind of a long form that I'm working on. I just want to get all the narrative proper and the uh, storytelling proper, but I just wanted to come to you guys and say, sorry, I've been away, but that's not really why I wanted to apologize, guys. apologize to you guys. See, I actually made a mistake. I listened to someone else's podcast um, over the last couple weeks, and uh, it's a Jeep podcast, and uh, maybe... I think it's a Jeep podcast. Maybe it's off-road podcast. I think, I think they call it a Jeep podcast. Anyways, I did not realize that that was the format I should be giving you guys. Basically, I get on and I'm like, in a little radio voice. And I'm like, hey, welcome to the Jeep show. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This show is sponsored by Bubba's Oil. Make sure you buy Bubba's Oil. If you want to listen to the very best Jeep podcast in the whole world, you better listen to Bubba and buy Bubba's Oil. It'll keep your Jeep running good. Okay, and then I give you like two more seconds of like information like, hey, you want some good tires? Bubba's big old off-road tires are the best tires you can ever have and a big sponsor of the Jeep Podcast. I'm telling you what, I was listening and they, <laughs> they plug more products before they can get one piece of information out and then they just like, <laughs> the information they did give you was to help plug the people who are sponsoring the show. I get it. I mean like, <laughs> that's obviously the intent of the people um, who are putting out that podcast and I'm not, like they're doing awesome. Sorry, by the way, that you're the dinging in the background. Um, I made a, <laughs> I made a, uh, a post earlier on Facebook and it's kind of blowing up and it's all about positivity. So I'm going to stay positive on, uh, on this podcast, but my total intent on my podcast is not to be like anyone else. And, and actually it's a hundred percent because I was boring people on YouTube by just doing talking instead of like doing a video. Like I just be riding into a video and I figured podcast would be a great place to give that information when you're riding, you can listen to it and you're not like, Oh man, but I wanted to see a video of you wheeling and now I gotta listen to you talk and blah, blah, blah. So now you have my podcast. But the point I was getting to is my intent the whole time was to, like I said, put the talking on something. But my intent of all my social media, besides probably Facebook and Instagram, is to connect with the Jeep community and be a part of the Jeep community because my long-term goal is for my lifestyle to pay for my lifestyle. And what I mean by that is I'm a Jeep guy who's fully immersed into Jeeps and love going off-road and I love being outdoors and I love if I could if I could sleep outside or live in a cabin in Colorado like in the woods I totally would or I'd live on the road 6 months of the year uh going overlanding and things like that I totally would. But see I have to work a job and I have a family and they need stability. So kind of my idea of starting my own business, which I've always wanted to own my own mechanic shop. So 
you need to go after things that you definitely love. And for me, I love working on Jeeps. I love planning builds with people, but I figured I would like to do something a little bit different. And in the next podcast, I'm going to talk about doing things differently as a Jeep shop and what you guys would be interested in as a Jeep shop and what I think uh, works fantastically. Um, uh, what there, what shops are doing a really good job at things. For instance, like I just saw Rebel Off Road parked one of their builds for SEMA in the airport as soon as you get off in Vegas. They've always done a fantastic job at media and advertising, and I really look up to them for that. Uh, I don't know much more about them besides that, but that's one thing I've always looked up to them for. And there's other shops like I love when I come in the shop, the flow of it, how much. Uh, merchandise they have on the floor and how like well organized the place is and um do you feel like you're walking into like an old mechanic shop or you feel like you're walking into something that's you know lifestyle oriented and all that takes money and time and experience and uh, I do have good experience and I have plenty of time but uh, unfortunately the money thing is what we're working on and what I'm talking about here and if I want to continue to live this lifestyle and dig into it a little bit deeper um, one thing I'm obviously working on and doing is opening up a shop, but what I'd like to do is n- not when I have a shop and obviously it's going to be my main source of making a living, but I don't plan on raking people over the coals to do a build. And I'd also like to meet and like talk and sit down with people about the builds. And so like they can educate me on what they want and I can educate on them what I think would help them get there and we can reach a medium ground and I can help them get the parts they need. And right now, my friends and a lot of people are reaching out to me on social and they're like, hey, can you get me this part for this price? Or can you do a little bit better than this person? And I'm almost giving away at cost, not because I'm trying to steal business from somebody, but because I'm trying to help them um, to build their Jeeps because I'm in the same boat. Like, um, you know, I'm putting stuff on my LJ and, and you know, it's not easy and I want to support that and obviously you can't give everything away or you won't have a business but I think at some point whether that's 10 years 15 years whatever that the efforts that I put into the Jeep community will be paid back and I'm not expecting anybody to give me anything I'm willing to work for those things by doing services for people so that not only could I work on Jeeps or work on vehicles during the week but on the weekends, I could go out and wheel with my customers or go on trips and be completely supported financially and by the fact that I had the perfect infrastructure to go do those things. Well, by me making content it for free, it's kind of me being a, being able to grab attention from people and educate and, and also to be able to communicate with people. It, it's just a great way for me to communicate with the community, communicate with the community. Hmm. Anyways, by reaching out through different platforms. And that's one reason why I just started a TikTok account and LinkedIn. And so I want to reach the people who are business minded in the Jeep world. And I want to reach the new youth in the business or in, in the Jeep world by podcasts. You know, I want to listen to people who like to listen. Oh, you know, I want to reach everybody on, on their terms. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I do selfishly is on Instagram, I like to post pictures that I I've taken that I've liked of my Jeep. And I don't necessarily post them like, uh, for the end user all the time, but it's something I think is cool and I want to share it. So that's one thing I do with my Instagram. That's not like 
you know, I could get on the podcast and just selfishly talk about myself and I would enjoy that. But I like to try to bring some kind of value to your life or some kind of uh, context that helps you or something that helps get your wheels spinning in your head. You know, a lot of times when I listen to podcasts, I don't hear every word, but just the words I'm hearing start spinning things in my head and it, it, uh, it just gets people, I don't know, for me, it gets me thinking about my day to day. Like for instance, I can listen to an entrepreneurship podcast and it gets me to think, how could I better reach people in the Jeep community to, to help them and to educate them and to become a part of the community and to bring them in. And when I say the community, there are sections of the community I don't like and sections that I do, but I try to put myself out there across. And I, a lot of times what I'm talking about is I'll make a podcast like this or a YouTube video, or I'll, I'll make a post on Instagram and somebody will just reach out to me and say, Hey, uh, what are you planning on doing on this on your vehicle? Or did you ever think about doing this? Or, Hey, next time you will, can you reach out to me? And that connection, that personal connection that I'm making someone is exactly what I'm looking for. Those connections have led to me gaining friends that are actual friends in my life that we plan trips now together. And I don't think I'm those people as, um, you know, just someone who messaged me on social, but as actual friends that I want to go on trips with. So it makes for lasting friendships and that's being a creating and being a part of a community. I don't necessarily mean like making an app and we all have to wave at each other kind of thing. I mean like a real, like uh friendship sort of like thing. Anyways, that's my total intent of this podcast. And I, I think you guys know that if you've consumed any of my social and uh, my Facebook is pretty selfish because I try to post family pictures and friend pictures and I do post some Jeep stuff on there more under my Jeep and Bubba and Black Brow Road page. But um, that's just uh, I think that's what Facebook is more or less for now is just to to connect with uh, people that you're not capable of always connecting with. Um, like. I guess you are, but you have to pick up the phone and call them and you don't have time for that. So you're like, I just posted on Facebook. That way everybody sees it. Anyways, enough of that. The, what I kind of wanted to finish up the podcast with today is this week is SEMA week. And SEMA is Specialty Equipment Manufacturers Association. I think I got that right. And I've gone to SEMA twice. And I did actually get the invite to go this year. And it was kind of a free ticket. But I'm super busy right now. I have a Jeep build in my driveway. I have one more lined up. They're knocking on my door. And I have a second business. I've kind of talked about a little bit. Um, family business that I run. And I've got tons of projects going on with that. And I've got a whole garage full of Jeep parts to install on my LJ, as well as it's hunting season and we're in the prime time to be out there hunting here in Georgia, November, the ruts in full swing. And I like to get outdoors. I've got to camp the last two weekends, but a part of doing the camping and the hunting is that I have to make sacrifices where I don't have the free time to cut my grass or that sort of things. And it's getting dark now. So anyways, I'm super busy, so I couldn't go to SEMA. Bummer. Do totally plan on going next year, which should be great. But uh, if you're seeing these posts in your feed, if you're on social, I know a lot of people on YouTube and people who listen to podcasts um, for some reason don't have Facebooks or Instagram, and that's totally fine. But if you were to look on there and you were to see these pictures popping up from SEMA, 
you're like, what's the big deal? Well, basically, it's uh, the largest convention center in Las Vegas. gets totally packed, not only inside, but the entire parking lot and every open space available outside of the building. It's six different buildings. If you were to walk through one building, um, like the off-road section, is a completely upstairs of a building. And then you go downstairs, and it's all like wheels and tires and things like that. And it would take you a full day to go to probably every booth just in that section. And then you have um, the Ford booth and the Chevy booth and the manufacturer's booth. And you just keep going and going and going. And, and, and it's six different buildings. And then at the end of the week, they do see McKnight. And the whole time, like Von Gittin Jr. and, uh, you know, all your favorite drift guys are out there doing stunts. And, I mean, you get the feeling when you're at SEMA that anything could possibly happen. You're in Vegas. Um, you just feel like a deal could happen any moment. You might hit it big. I'll be honest. Not very many deals actually happen at SEMA. People talk about deals. People connect, make a lot of connections. People show off what they got or they spend a bunch of money showing off what they got. And it's really a who's who and it's really all a facade and a big waste of time and money. But it's a lot of fun for a car guy like me to go and see what the limits and what we can do as an industry what the manufacturers are hoping for the most part is that by them being there, it creates a presence in the industry to let the other people in the industry know, Hey, we're strong. Our business is healthy. We just spent 35 grand to have this booth. We spent, you know, a hundred grand on a build and we've got a couple models in here. We've got a half our company here and blah, blah, blah. And we're flexing on you guys. This is basically what they're doing. Um, if I had the money, I'd do it too, because it kind of sets a precedence to the rest of the industry and say, Hey, we're here, we're making our mark, we're making our staple. And not only that, there's people walking around from shops from all over the United States and it gets your name out, get your brand out. That's basically what you're doing is that you're spending a ton of money on branding. I mean, it's, it's the Super Bowl of aftermarket parts and it's, it's, it's worth it in a sense, but in another sense, you could build a lot of awesome builds with that money or put it back into your company. Anyways. The great part about SEMA is the awesome vehicles that come out of it. Now, there's some not so awesome vehicles, and a lot of them are flashy because they want to grab your attention. This week, you might see like Quake LED had a JL on some Dayton spokes with rubber band tires. Um, that's crazy. Uh, Steer Smarts had a JT truck, it looked fantastic. It had the Inlandler old YJ uh, graphics package on it with square headlights on a JT new gladiator truck. That's awesome. I think it's fantastic. And the list goes on and on. You can see all sorts of cool overland rock crawler vehicles, as well as awesome cars and, uh, just all kind of things. As you come in, you're just overwhelmed by all the bro trucks and 26 and 28 inch wheels and the lift and the tires. And, uh, honestly, there's just a feeling there. That's an energy that you take home with you. And, uh, there's energy going into it. And, you know, it's kind of like, going to prom or something like it's who's with you and what do you got and who's your date and what kind of card you take there. And at the end of the night, nobody even remembers, <laughs> you know, half of it, but, uh, I don't know. It, I, that's just me, my personal opinion. I, I've been there and I've worked it. I've got to talk to a lot of people. I've made a lot of connections from it. Um, it's the one time where everyone kind of comes together as a group versus like, 
there's the same groups that always go to Jeep Beach or the same groups to go to Phantom or the same groups that go to Pomona in California and the same groups that go to All for Fun in Colorado. So this kind of gets everyone together at one time and everyone tries to outdo one another the best that they can. But what we get from it is pushing aftermarket parts um, that are... Uh, really the competition level gets higher and higher and then the build competition gets a little higher and higher and sometimes it's ridiculous and sometimes it's beautiful fantastic stuff so uh hit the hashtag SEMA on uh, Instagram or Facebook this week and see if there's anything cool that you guys like um that's kind of it for the podcast today like I said I am working on one for basically what I think the ideal off-road shop is or would be i'm in the i'm past the planning stages of what i'm doing i have obviously blackberryoffroad.com we've been in business for over two years now um so we have the e-commerce site we are doing builds already but i'm working on a facility that'd be kind of stage one for blackberry off-road and basically just a facility to do lifts and mount wheels and tires but my long-term goal would be something where if you owned a Jeep, you would feel comfortable just stopping by to get a cup of coffee or a bottle of water or a beer or just hanging out and talking and a facility that I could do podcasts or YouTube videos in. Some, uh, a place that before an off-road day, everyone's going to wheel. Even if we're not there and we're close, everyone can meet up in the parking lot and that'd be their jumping off point. You know, honestly, just being there to support um, the community. And there are a good bit of off-road shops in uh, in Georgia and in North Georgia. And uh, there are a lot that do work hard to create that community. Um, you know, I think some are exclusive and, and some are inclusive. And... Uh, I definitely want to build something that's the would be the most overland and outdoor equipment um, centric and customer centric. I believe. Um, I think a lot of times that it, you get forced as a shop because of your overhead to chase a certain client or a certain build, and um, I don't think it's intentional for everybody, and I don't think. I, I, you know, what I'm going to talk about basically is the different, um, shops that are uh, the different spectrums of shops. I don't want to get into it too much, but I want you guys to maybe think about it. If you're going to listen to the next podcast and think like, if you were going to open an off-road shop, what would it be? budget? And I don't, but I might eventually. And that's, you know, it's kind of like if you play the lottery, you get to spend the entire day thinking about like, what if I win this? let's say 150,000 or 300,000 or 5 million or 10. And you spend it a million different ways in your head. I'll give this much to my grandma. I'm going to pay off my house. I'm going to pay off every blah, blah, blah. I'm going to buy a new truck. That's kind of how I'm feeling at this point, even though I'm 10 years away or five years away or however many years away, it's kind of cool to have that goal and try to envision it. And I'm not an artist, so I can't like sit down and sketch it, but I have an idea in my head what it looks like. And just thought maybe it's something you guys would enjoy thinking about too. I mean, what would be your ideal shop you come into? There used to be this bike shop in uh, downtown Kalamazoo called Pedal. And I always like going in there. And even though I'm not anyone who mountain bikes, 
the atmosphere made me want to buy an app mountain bike. And I just knew I could stop in and chat with some of the guys there because they happen to be Jeep guys too and go out and ride with us. And they're friends with the owners at JCR, but I could get a cup of coffee or drink a beer, sit on the couch and just talk to them about outdoor stuff and, uh, didn't feel pressured to purchase, you know, a mountain bike or anything like that, which was fantastic. Um, and, I, you know, I've been to a couple of shops where I thought this was really cool. They did some cool things. I mean, like when I walk in Bass Pro Shop, I'm like, this place is awesome. If I could have the Bass Pro Shop or REI experience of off-roading and overlanding um, for you guys and for myself selfishly, then I totally would. And um, that's what I want to talk about in the next podcast. And then one after that is going to be my South Dakota story. I keep putting it off because... It's honestly hard to talk about. It was a fantastic and terrible, worst Jeep experience I ever had in my life. And a, one of the top three greatest that I've had in my life. So it's kind of hard to talk about. It's hard to get out and it's going to take about an hour or more to get it all down. But um, I can't wait to share it with you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the support. If you have other social media platforms, look me up. Uh, just use the hashtag Jeep and Bubba or Black Bear Off-Road. I do almost everything under Jeep and Bubba when it comes to the weird oddball socials like TikTok or LinkedIn, uh, you can also look up my personal uh, Facebook page. It's Bradley Powell Coron, and uh, that's P-O-W-E-L-L-C-O-H-R-O-N. And I've had a lot of friend requests coming in. I don't know if it's from the podcast, but if there's a Jeep in your background, of uh, either your profile picture or somewhere on your page, I just don't even ask questions. I go ahead and accept. And you can always hit me with that private message if you have any kind of questions about me, the Jeep community, your Jeep in general, whether it's some guy that's been doing it for 30 years or, you know, you just getting into it. One of the conversations I was having with an older guy the other day was he still would like to purchase from catalogs. And I think that's fantastic. Like who's still spending the money for catalogs? Well, maybe Quadratech, Bass Pro Shop or Trans or something like that. Um, by Trans, I mean four wheel parts. Um, but like you want to know the specific price for your option and it's not even listed. It's like starting at this price, but it's funny because that's what he grew up purchasing from. And he still likes it. He wants to get on the phone and talk to a guy about it. And, you know, you can call us anytime. Uh, check us out, blackbrowfroad.com. And we have a phone number on there that you can give us a call. And uh, you'll actually reach my wife or myself or, um, you know, somebody. And uh, we'll get back to you. But I appreciate you guys listening. This was more of a uh, clerical cleaning up the office, getting back into the rhythm of things podcast. And again, I do appreciate your guys' support. I do have some uh, cool YouTube videos coming out soon, later this month, beginning of December. And we will be doing some winter wheeling and more overlanding. And I do have a big trip planned for next year and all sorts of things planned as far as in the build form for the LJ. Just, just to give you an idea, I just got in a new front bumper, new sliders, fenders, winches in the works, um, gas tank skid, drop down tailgate and an awesome storage thing that's going to be going on in the back of the jeep so probably by the end of the year i'll have all those things installed and if you want to check them out facebook instagram at jeep and bubba guys i hope you're planning your next off-road event i hope you enjoyed this podcast i hope you're having a 
fantastic year. It's almost over. Just know that you have like two months left to will in 2019. And, uh, you know, do it. Go plan your trip. Hope you have an awesome time. And as always, we'll be seeing you.